Hey, I'm Jesse. Let's have a devotion. We are coming from the book of Ephesians. Let's look at chapter 3, verses 14 through 19. For this reason, I kneel before the Father, from whom every family in heaven and on earth is named. I pray that he may grant you, according to the riches of his glory, to be strengthened with power in your inner being through his Spirit, and that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith. I pray that you, being rooted and firmly established in love, may be able to comprehend with all the saints what is the length and width, height and depth of God's love, and to know Christ's love that surpasses knowledge, so that you may be filled with all the fullness of God. It's fascinating. We see Paul in this text actually using wordplay to know something that's beyond knowledge, to be filled with all fullness. There's really clever wordplay in this text, but it's not meant to be clever for the sake of being cutesy and impressing us with Paul's linguistic skill. Rather, he's trying to use words which are finite in their capacity to describe something that is infinite. And that's what happens to language when it's stretched beyond its capacity. So for the next couple of devotions, I wanna zoom in on this and we're gonna start right at the beginning of this particular passage, for this reason, I kneel before the Father. All right, he is praying for the church at Ephesus, and he is going before the Father. It's a good way to start your prayer. How did Jesus teach us to pray? Think back to the Lord's Prayer, right? Our Father, who is in heaven, and we begin with doxology, from whom every family in heaven and on earth is named. Man, this is cool. Uh, you want to you wanna, you wanna talk about racial reconciliation that is eternally meaningful? We are one family under one Father. Every family in heaven and earth ultimately gets its name from the Heavenly Father. This is what unifies the souls of Christians from different nations and different languages, different cultures and races and backgrounds. This right here, it's actually something far more important than your skin pigmentation. It's who is your father. And we as Christians from across nations and generations, tracing back to the moment this text was first penned, all have one father. I pray that he may grant you according to the riches of his glory to be strengthened with power in your inner being through his spirit. I want to work through this backwards because prosperity gospel teachers will try to make this into something where you have power inside of you and they'll emphasize the power as though it comes from you. But the text is actually very clear. The power comes through the Holy Spirit. It's not something that is innate to you and I. What is innate as in coming from our very natures is depravity. It's sin. That's what's natural to us. That's what emanates from us. But by the Spirit of God, we receive strength. We receive power. Strengthened with power in your inner being, not because you become a superhero, but because the Holy Spirit of God gives it to you. And then it's according to what? The riches of His glory his glory. If you come upon a teaching that glorifies you, watch out. That is false teaching. All of this, even the strength that Christians receive from the Holy Spirit, 
Even the power that Christians receive from the Holy Spirit, according to this text, is to the glory of God. It's to the glory of God. This is what God has been doing since the beginning. This goes, this is like Moses' basic. He chooses the least likely. He chooses the least qualified, the least deserving. He chooses the weak to shame the strong. He chooses the unqualified to show how great he is. His power is made perfect in weakness. And so it is actually our weakness that makes us optimal vessels. And God gets glorified because when people look at what he's done in our lives, nobody's going to give you and I credit for it. That strength, that power, 100% of it came from the Holy Spirit of God. It came from his own glory. The glory that, that people might get a glimpse of God through us is merely reflective we are not the sun, we are the moon. We create no light in our own selves. We reflect the glory that he gives. And so this is according to the riches of his glory. All right, now that I've hopefully, uh, you know, sufficiently beaten down the prosperity inclinations, you know, when, when we look at these, these texts and we're inclined to think more of ourselves and we're, th we're inclined to think like, oh, look at what power I have. Look at what strength comes from me. Now I want you to see the beautiful thing in this text because being optimistic for your future is not something that prosperity teachers have the market cornered on. If you're like me and you're a theology nerd, and you see a passage or you hear a teaching and it starts to make you feel, rather than strictly just convicted for your sin, even remotely good about yourself, you're like, that's probably false teaching, right? Yeah, I get that. I get that. But this verse is clear. That strength that the Spirit gives you, that power in your inner being, it is limitless because it is according to the riches of His glory. It is according to the riches of His glory. Take a moment. Try and fail, but try nonetheless to comprehend the scope of the riches of the glory of the omnipotent creator God who spoke the universe into existence. That is the scale of this power, of this strength. I've, I've seen this before. We as Christians, we too often go before the creator of the universe and beseech him for a good parking spot. And the scale of our prayer lives falls pitifully short of what God is able to do. If you need strength, if you feel like you have been put through the meat grinder of life and you need peace, you need strength, would you go before God who gives the Spirit without measure, according to the riches of His glory, to be strengthened with power in your inner being through His Spirit, would you pray to God like you know who you're talking to? Is it possible that the scope of your prayers have fallen pitifully short of who God is? Would you pray fearlessly? Pray in proportion to the Holy Spirit's capacity. It's an audacious prospect, but it's one that could potentially change your prayer life. I'll see you tomorrow.